like people just send me like i i mean i'll get like the blurriest most <laughs> horrifying photos <laughs> Welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. This episode is sponsored by Thing. The Seattle Theater Group and Sasquatch Festival founder Adam Zacks present Thing. From August 26th through the 28th at historic Fort Warden in Port Townsend, you can enjoy a vast musical lineup, including Jungle, Modest Mouse, Father John Misty, and many more. The Thing Festival features two primary stages overlooking the Puget Sound, not to mention a variety of camping and parking accommodations. You can either book a one-day or three-day pass, and kids 12 and under are free, making this an event for the whole family. Come enjoy live music, art, and beautiful Fort Warden with us. To find out all the details, visit thingnw.org. Welcome back to this episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast. I'm with Jen Borst Dagdagnan. We're just going to leave it like that, Jen. You're going to correct yep. me in a minute. But yeah, you're fine. Jen, <laughs> Jen is an artist in the Yakima area, and we we found Jen through her Mountain Jen Instagram uh, profile, where we saw some of your art, and we started looking at it and um, went down the rabbit hole that way. You and I have talked a little bit before. So, Jen, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your backstory. Well, um, my backstory in the kind of painting art world is um, I, I got a graphic design degree from Perry Tech back in like 2000. And back then we still did a bunch of um, all hand, hand done airbrush and things and weren't really Computers came in the second half of my schooling, so I kind of, I kind of kept going with my uh, like by hand stuff, like just for fun. And I I worked as a graphic designer for a little bit um, once I finally learned how to do it on a computer, and then I uh, quit doing that because uh, I had a couple kids, and a couple years into that, I was just like feeling a desperate need to do art. And so I just started to paint um, just abstract stuff like on just for myself, just to practice and just for fun and ended up having a friend stop by for something else. And I had a bunch of stuff stacked up and she ran, uh, she ran like the humane society auctions and all the like little events. And she's like, you have to show your stuff. And so I did. And I kind of, then got offered a, a show at Gilbert Sellers and Oak Hollow um, very soon after that. And it kind of just took on a life that I wasn't anticipating because I was totally thinking that I was going in the photography and graphic design area. And since then, I've done painting shows like every now it's about every two years, um, but it was like about once a year prior to that, like prior to the last couple of years. And, um, I stumbled upon mountains. Uh, a friend of mine just asked me to paint one cause she was kind of in a, she was decorating like her house and mountain stuff. And 
I, I was like, I don't paint things. I am an abstract. I just do abstract stuff. Like, and she was like, well, just try, just try. So I <laughs> made her this tiny little painting of a mountain and I, it like went really fast and it looked good. I thought, at the, I mean, it was way messier than what they look like now, but I was like, oh, that was fun. And I was in the middle of working on a show at that point, an, a big abstract show. And then I just, I had had like six pieces done and they had been incredibly frustrating. And I had like really wanted to throw a bunch of them in the garbage can. And I cried over that show. And then all of a sudden I just, I was like, well, maybe I should just keep going with these mountains. And I painted like 30 little mountains and, um, take them to the show. It was a very, um, very contrasting show. Cause like it didn't look like the same artist was doing mm-hmm. it. And I mean, maybe a little bit, but I sold every single one of those mountains that I did. And, but they were just teeny tiny at the time because I was just like n- nervous to go bigger. And, uh, then I don't, then I got a call from another lady she was like, Oh, I saw, I saw your things. I want a bigger one. And I painted a bigger one. And then one of the restaurants in town called soon after that. And they wanted a 16 foot by two and a half foot mountain. And I was like, Oh, I don't know about that. And I, they were like, just come do it. Come try. And so we, I painted that in the upstairs of crafted here in Yakima. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, he had, we had to build the canvas on site and then like to get it, to get it down into the restaurant, we had to go out into the middle of first street with it. And then like five, it was quite an undertaking. And then pretty much from that, I have been doing almost nothing but straight commissions one after the next. I I'm like seven deep right now. And I did a show this last January or February and that Mm -hmm. so I take a little break and do a show and um sold everything except for one out of that one and I'm I'm just that's just what I've been doing it's like kind of been a weird like domino effect or reverse domino I don't know but yeah that's the that's a rough overview that's that's the the backstory so yeah did you grow up in Yakima or did you move to Yakima you yeah, I, well, I was born in Sunnyside and I lived there till I was five. And then we moved here at mm-hmm. that point. So, and, yeah. And, per- and where is Perry Tech located at? That's in Yakima. In Yakima. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the 16 foot canvas. How does one, where does one even buy canvas? Well, luckily the, the owner of Crafted, he is also a furniture builder. Like, I guess that was his like original trade. Okay. And so he knows, and I guess he's like done art before, like, which I didn't know. I don't know if many people knew that. And he knows how to stretch canvases. So he built it, ordered the canvas. I can't even imagine what that cost to get that much canvas. But um, he just had it ready for me and it was like, come in and do this. And so, yeah, took me about a month. So, yeah, it was a. It was, it was really fun actually doing that one. So when you transitioned away from abstracts into more mountain stuff, you said you did a bunch of small paintings. Yeah. How big or what do you mean by small paintings? 
five inch by five inch okay, or so like really yeah, small. Really okay. small. Like I think the biggest one was like maybe like ten ten inch by ten inch. Okay. And so, so now your typical mountain art, what size canvases are you? Working my, with? It's like it averages about six foot by four foot. Oh, okay. So you've really And I've done a seven and a half, seven and a half by ten feet, I believe. That was maybe my that was my biggest one. Okay. So like we likes I guess square footage wise. But okay. um yeah, so I can, as long as it as long as I can make the like panels at Lowe's fit um like wherever or like if I can cut them to the right size, then I can do whatever that size is. So Okay. Yeah. What do you use for references? I mean, are you are you trying to replicate the mountain exactly? Are you, you know, what, what are you using? Are these inspired by certain mountains? Or are you just making this up as you go? Oh, How's well, that? um, most clients that approach me, they have an idea of a place or mm -hmm. they want me to paint like their, you know, where they went on their honeymoon or like a place they, or sometimes it's even their own view out of their, you know, oh. out of their living room. Okay. Whatever view, like people just send me, like, I, I mean, I'll get like the blurriest, most <laughs> horrifying photos, but I, I don't, all I need is basic shapes. And then I sort of just mix it and mix colors until they feel right to me. And nobody it's, it's nothing like a like picture of it. Like it's more mm -hmm. of a, it's, it more just captures like the colors and movement. So I, it's still in the abstract vein, mm -hmm. but just not, um, just not exact. Like it's not a, a, you know, a Thomas Kincaid or anything like, right. You're, you're not trying to be photorealistic. Yeah, they're or still very graphic. And I even had a, a lady wanted me to come in and, um, maybe put her, put my stuff in at the college she worked at. And, uh, she talked to her professors about it and they were like, this is not fine art. This is graphic design. And okay. I was like, oh, okay, well, no computers were used in, but yeah, so it's, it's a very, it's a, I guess it's an interesting way to do it. Um, but I mean, aside from that kind of weirdly negative comment, like most people are totally fine with it. Right. So. Are you painting with acrylic or with oil or what, what medium are you working in? It's chalk paint. Chalk paint. Yeah. And so, they have a lot of different help colors. Me, help me out here. Yeah. What the heck is chalk paint? It's like a paint that has, I think it's like, it's whatever chalk is made out of, which is like some sort of bicarbonate of some. Chalk. Some it's made of chalk. Made out it? of chalk. <laughs> yeah. And it's mixed with like a, an acrylic base, but it just gives it this really like flat, um, matte sort of creamy look to it. Okay. And, um, so there's no, like, no, like gloss or anything and no, absolutely zero texture. So how did you, how'd you end up with chalk paint? Why, why, what did you, what, what did you start I, with? Like, did you start with chalk paint or? I no? did not. I okay. stumbled upon it. I was looking at the paint section of the store and I needed just like a big tub of white paint and they were mm -hmm. out. And then right over here was 
these big tubs of white chalk paint and it was said it was acrylic and I was like oh this will be fine this is this is good I can just I can just mix everything in that and then I started mixing my colors into the chalk paint like just regular acrylics and I really really liked the finish of it mm-hmm. and it was like it, it's like it kind of feels to me like the difference between a glossy photograph and a matte photograph on like fine art paper like it just felt more like richer okay. and I the colors are just they're not as like really vibrant but they're just a more natural it gives it like a clay like finish that I really like if that makes sense like a rough clay so as I hold up my hands you see that Mm -hmm. these are all thumbs right I have no artistic ability right I've got got zero (laughs) so you know it sounds perfectly plausible to me I'm just not the right person to say yeah is this an easy medium to work with? I mean, I was talking to an artist uh, a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about oil and how it takes so long to dry mm-hmm. versus acrylics, which can dry quite quickly. Where is this in, you know, is this easy to work with? Is it challenging? It's extremely easy to work with. And okay. um, it works for me because I, I do all of my paintings in my dining room, which okay. is like mostly covered in paint but the good thing about it is that it does come off like i can't get it off and so like i just you know i have like once a month i have a little scrub down day um, (laughs) yeah it comes off i mean i'm gonna have to repaint the walls but that's okay but the floor the floor it comes right off the floor so it's it's interesting yeah so i try not to get too much on there but inevitably there's even if i put drop cloths down it, it gets somewhere so it's been it's been great and it's no fumes since I it's in my house and mm-hmm. um yeah all that I don't have to use solvents or it's just water water and chalk paint so water and chalk paint yep um, and then I finish it with a wax like a wax coating a wax coating to kind of seal it all mm-hmm. in then yep because it keeps the it doesn't put any shine or there's no like I tried finishing one with a like clear spray mm-hmm. and it was horrifying it made streaks everywhere and i had to repaint the entire painting and i was devastated because it was like a six foot by five foot painting so yeah but i did it it was fun (laughs) (laughs) uh brushes rollers foam cotton balls all All brushes brushes. yep cheap they're usually destroyed and um once i once i literally see hairs falling out of them then i go get um i go get more brushes but i'm like i'm not a fancy artist like i just i just do it until it looks right like mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not i didn't i didn't go to like formal art school i mean i guess graphic school is sort of that but i didn't go to like how to mix things or how to mm-hmm. i've just been sort of like trial and erring it the like this okay. entire time and so yeah figured it out. And so you, you you mentioned a little earlier that you're currently at the time we're recording this seven seven deep in commissions. Yep. Um that sounds like a really uh, terrible problem to have. Um, it's not. It really I, isn't. I just it <laughs> I just feel like I a lot I can't paint fast like fast enough. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm working on that problem currently and I I actually have a friend who's an artist who's incredibly incredibly good at lines and um 
she does beautiful work. She's sort of in a, like she told me she was in sort of a rut and uh, she was like, can I just come help you? Like you can tell, like write down the colors and tell me what to do and I'll just paint. And I'm like, I, maybe so. I think Chihuly did that. Like he had like guys doing his pieces. Chihuly, so like, to my understanding, to my understanding, Chihuly, I don't want to say never, but it would be exceedingly rare that Chihuly actually executed his own vision on any of the projects. Right, right. Um, and so I feel, I, I was like, well, if he can do it. But I, I mean, this is just, I just feel bad, like people waiting so long because I, I have so, so much going on. I'm a single mom of three kids and I like am running them everywhere. So I'm, I'm interrupted a lot and it's hard to stay focused. So I really have to just pick and choose like certain days that I'm focusing on it and getting big right. chunks done, but they're just not as many as I would like. So yeah. Let's, let's, let, if, if you don't mind, we're not going to disclose yeah. who any of the paintings are for. That's not what I'm asking, but can we just take one painting and talk about mm -hmm. it specifically? So yeah. one of these seven, seven projects you're working on right now, mm -hmm. what is it? How big is it? Well, it, the what the one I'm currently in the middle of is a actually a small one. I'm I'm kind of sticking it in in the mix because um, okay. it's only going to take me a couple of days. But it's a real it's a kind of an interesting piece there. Well, first off, before you before you, before I let you go on, when you say it's kind of small, let's let's be specific here. It's, it's not five by five, so no, it's six inches okay. by twenty three inches. So six it's a very long rectangle. Yeah. Okay. Six by 23. Got it. Yeah. And okay. the, the idea, this is just the first in hope she wants to do like the side of her porch, I believe. And it's like, basically we're covering the trim of her house in all of their favorite hiking spots, like oh. different. Yeah. So it's going to be basically, I have to, I'm going to seal it for outdoor and, mm -hmm. um, like slowly over the next like year, I'm going to do like they, she wants seven of them, like kind of lined up like tiles along one side of like kind of by their patio, I guess. And um, okay. yeah, it's like, it's kind of a, like an interesting little concept. And um, yeah, so this is the first of that and it's Mount hood and it's a little break. I've been doing a lot of Yakima Hills paintings and um, mm -hmm. so I'm, I kind of go back and forth between Mount Hood and Yakima Hills, just being from this area and a lot of Mount Adams too. Um, but yeah, so it's a little break from that. And then I'm getting ready to start one for a friend in Seattle who gave me free reign to do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And so I am really, I'm thinking I'm going to go really kind of different, like maybe do the mountains in like hot pink and, and he's, He's like incredibly artistic and um, like open-minded. So I think, I think he'd be a safe one for me to actually really experiment with. So it'll cool. be different. It won't be quite so like, I guess like living roomy. It'll be maybe, it'll feel more, um, a little more free and uh, artsy. And so okay. I'm kind of excited for that one. So this one that's six inches by 23, you said a couple of days worth of work. Um, yeah, like I just, I probably have a couple more hours right now. I started it yesterday. Okay. But yeah. Okay. So just a little bit in there. A little bit, but like yeah. a big, a bigger, um, uh, uh, so of uh, uh, these seven, 
let's mm-hmm. just stay with the seven. Mm-hmm. Are these two to four days a piece? Are these a week long? What do you, what do you just, are, oh. you know. that's a really good question because I usually have to spread it out. So I guess if I was going to estimate like the one I just delivered yesterday was, um, four foot by three foot, I believe. Okay. And that one, I bet I overall, um, I bet it took me maybe 25 hours. Okay. Okay. Like, so they're definitely, I don't calculate them very well, but I mean, I had a, a good, like, you know, like two months of working, like a couple, a couple, you know, three hour chunks. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so hard to say. It's just, they kind of take until they're done. Like, and <laughs> well, I've, as, had, as, I've had small as ones take me just as long. Yeah. I've had small ones take me just as long as a big one. It just kind of depends on where I'm at in my head okay. and where my concentration is. And if I have, you know, I, if I, if I absolutely had to, I could probably get that size one done in a week if I like mm-hmm. did it like for three, four hours a day straight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But unfortunately I just don't have that you just, luxury. Single mom with three it's a single mom with three kids. Yeah, it's, it's just, a little yeah. it's a little and and I I have a bunch of other side jobs. So Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So you started out, you know, you're doing this art for your own creative gratification. Mm-hmm. friend friend says hey you need to show this you start showing it people start responding to it buying it asking for more yeah and you've shown in other places and you, you mentioned crafted which i think we'll go down that rabbit hole a little bit later mm-hmm. but how to, so today how mm-hmm. are people finding out about you what what is working for you is it just word of mouth now um, it's Instagram, I believe, and word of mouth. I, I've had people I don't even know, like across the country, ha- I've done pieces for them as long as I can get them. T- I've had to have a friend drive one down to San Francisco with him. Um, so I just, it's like whoever contacts me and if they have the means to have me do it and mm-hmm. ship, then we do it. And, um, I've got them in Europe and like really? people they're finding me yeah like and a lot of it is word of word of mouth like the local stuff but um i've also had really good success with instagram so and that's so why do you think it. why do you think instagram's been a success um i i think it's honestly like it's just been an easy way for people to share and like if people buy a piece and they're like someone sees it and then, then usually they'll contact like, Oh, I hate, I saw it in my friend's house and like found you on Instagram. And like, then we can actually talk and discuss. Cause a lot of people, you know, I, I, I honestly think most of my business transactions go through there. Like even mm-hmm. Ven, even like the Venmo, like money side of it, like it's all discussed through Instagram just because it's such a like widely used platform and it's so visual and, um, I, I'm actually not, it, I'm not sure why it's working so well, but it seems like it's just like a very easy and everyone's on it and every, like 
everyone just knows how it functions and they know they can get a hold of me. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, okay. it's, yeah, it's easy to share and stuff. So. All right. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Okay. It's, it's always interesting talking to people like what, what platform works for them versus what doesn't work for them. You know, right. some people, some people absolutely love TikTok, and I just personally, meh. Just I just, I've just never been on it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. My, it's, yeah, it's not my thing. Anyway, but but some people absolutely have these massive audiences on TikTok. They have right. They have really engaged audiences on Twitter or on Facebook or you know whatever. And so it's always just interesting. I love to ask people like, what's what's working for you because. Mm-hmm there's always nuggets of information that, you know, and like you said, people, it's a visual platform. It's familiar. You you know, it's, there's a degree of comfort baked in because it's comfortable. Yeah. Comfortable with it. So you you mentioned side jobs. Mm -hmm. And when we talked on the phone before you, I don't remember how it exactly came up. I think you, you must've brought it up. Um, but you know Paul McKee. Yeah. And so once again, all roads lead to Titan. Yep. It's just so weird. To me. <laughs> it's just true. Uh, how so Paul was a guest on on a previous episode which I'll I'll link to in the show notes if people want to hear my conversation with Paul. Paul's a, an artist. Uh he runs a nonprofit uh gallery in in Seattle. You guys connected over a chandelier installation. Is that yes. is that correct? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we've I talked guess. about art. We've talked about painting, right? Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden we're shifting over here to this chandelier thing. Right. Walk me through what was your chandelier like and what was this? Why were you hanging it? What was going on? Well, they had a competition and... I was like, that is so cool. Like, what a cool idea. Like, you could just make a chandelier out of anything. And I I feel like I was in this, like, part of... It was before I started really doing a ton of shows and my paintings were... I just had this idea. And um, I was like, I, could, I wonder if I could make that happen. And it was, like, made out of... I wanted to do one of, like, the clear squirt guns. Like, like, like the little, I wanted the squirt guns to be lit up. And so I sat and thought about it and I was like, I finally, it dawns on me what I needed to do. And so I spent like, I don't know, like two months every night for like hours. Um, I zip tied and drill, I drilled through squirt guns and then I put them I found a big ferret ball it was called a ferret fun ball and um okay like like you'd put your ferret in and it could run around the house Uh, yeah uh uh-huh yep so it's just like this idea dawns I don't even know how how it like came to me in a dream or something I don't remember and then I was like I must have seen this before so I like even googled it and I'm like am I just and then nope there's nothing no squirt gun chandeliers, no fun ball chandeliers. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll do this. So I sat there painstakingly zip tying these squirt guns to the ferret fun ball, which I also had to drill through. And it took so long. And then I, this was in like November, I believe, or October and November. 
And it's really hard to get squirt guns in those months of the year. I, I don't know why. And so I had, I bought as many as I could find. And then like I ordered some and I thought, how many squirt guns could it possibly take to go around <laughs> this wall? And I ended up having to make an order of like 250 squirt guns. And it's just like, I, it was unbelievable because they're kind of small. And then like, the, so it's filling up the hole and I wanted it like a sun, like a, it it, t- it was like a wild animal that started. It was, and then once I got started, I had to finish it. And so I was just working day and night on this thing. And then my ex-husband helped me wire in like a light. Like we, there's a hole that you put the ferret in and we like figured out how to make it hang and like have a light bulb in there. And lo and behold, I had a squirt gun chandelier. So. Okay. So. First off, I could make all sorts of partially inappropriate commentary, but um, inspiration comes in many different ways. Let's just put it that yeah. way. So so you, you created a ferret fun ball squirt gun chandelier. Yes. <laughs> I'm just going to pause and mm-hmm. repeat that. A ferret fun ball squirt gun chandelier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listeners are tracking now. Yeah. And you did this because of the competition up in Tyaton. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you, you've created, did you have any, do you still have the chandelier? Did, what what happened no, to the chandelier? Sadly, First off. when they were taking it off the ceiling, they dropped it and it shattered oh. into a billion pieces. Okay. So, so do you have was, photographs of I have this? one photo of it. One photo. Yeah. Because without photos, it's not real. I mean, that's just the no. thing. You know, it's like, okay. No, I'm right. Oh, I have it right here. So, <gasps> okay. It's right here. Yeah. So this isn't just an audio medium, but I will get to yeah. see it, folks. You'll get to see it, yes. Um, do you want to see it right now? <laughs> yes. Let's, before we Let's before see. we go on. So you believe because me. I, I, I believe, it's not that I don't believe you. That's not where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah. I am trying to wrap my non-artistic brain around a ferret fun ball squirt gun chandelier. They look like that. And then that was it close up. That's crazy. That's it okay. close up. Yeah. Okay. It's that's cute, okay. right? That's, no, it's very cool. It is. It's <laughs> genuinely very cool. All right. So you you took this chandelier to Tyaton. Mm-hmm. And let's reference Paul on this one. Paul, you met Paul there. Yep. Right? That's like, what was Paul's reaction to this chandelier? I think that's why... I mean, he liked it a lot. Like, I think that's why we're friends. Because I, <laughs> I think he's got a really, he's got a really um, unconventional way of, of seeing art. And like, he's just brilliant. And I think like, I was so flattered that, because I loved his, because he does these like deer head castings and horn, like all the antlers. And I was drawn to his work. And then like, we ended up, you know, I, I think, I can't remember how it went, but I think, I think one of us was like, Oh, this is awesome. Right. And I was like, yeah, this is mine. Or it was vice versa. And then we just got to talking and like, we've like, we've had definite like breaks in communication, but we've all like, we've always like met up or like tried to hang out. He's come to a couple of my other, my shows in Seattle. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, he's just, he's like the coolest. And then I just found out that he and his partner bought a 
home out here in Titan. So now mm-hmm. he's occasionally close by. So right. hopefully, yeah. yeah. Like I said, all roads lead to Titan. All yeah, roads. Yeah. All roads lead to Titan. So that's actually a very cool uh, art piece. That's very cool. And I had, I'm glad you were able to have a photograph of it because <laughs> it's my brain wasn't good. Yeah. Yes, I was struggling with that. I really well, I was. think we're, uh, I think I thought of it because I was trying to think of things that light would pass through. Mm-hmm. You know that. Right. Yeah. So that. No, and, that's, yeah, that's and that was cool. one of the things that came up. So. I was yeah. Like I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Duh. Of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> All right. So. I'd like to circle back to to this place in Yakima that I've never been to, but multiple people have told me is a really cool space. You you have mentioned that as well, and you have a painting there. So mm-hmm. what, and this is not about you. So, I mean, it is about but, you, but it's not about you. But Crafted, what, what's going on there? What, what, does, what do our listeners need to know about Crafted in Yakima? Crafted is very unique um, for Yakima. Um, I mean, it is, I, I look at it as like partially just basically like an art show, like Dan, Dan Kumu is the chef there and he is an incredible artist as well as chef. And like every single, it's the type of food with it, like it's presented so beautifully and so art, like it's so artistic and unlike anything else in Yakima, it's just like, you know, we're, we've got a lot of, you know, like teriyaki joints and burger joints. And so this is like a very, it's kind of just like a special, like, it's, I feel like he's just an artist at work and he just mm-hmm. happens to use food as it, as, you know, as his medium and it really works. And um, it's kind of the place where you go like for your birthday or like very special occasion or to impress people. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's a lovely spot and like just really well done. Everything about it is really artistic and well done. So it was okay. a really huge, it was a huge honor to be able to, that they even asked me cause you know, I had a ton of respect for them before that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. Well, you, you mentioned food and, at the time we're recording this, it's before lunchtime and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I might be getting a little hungry. When we talked before, somehow, well, I always talk about two things and uh, food being one of them. And, and somehow I we was mentioning, and I mentioned in passing that whenever I drive through Yakima, one of my favorite places to go for a inexpensive meal. I don't want to say cheap because that sounds derogatory, but inexpensive at, at the time uh, they just raised the prices a while ago. So now it's six bucks and it's like, I just can't believe they charge mm-hmm. six bucks for five, five tacos and a soda is Fiesta foods. Oh yeah. But you, but, but, and they're, they're, they're really, they're really tasty tacos. Yeah. Um, And, and for six bucks, you, I mean, you can't go to McDonald's for six bucks. Oh no. But you mentioned another place that has kind of this, to me, funky location and mm-hmm. all of that. So go ahead and, and, and share with us your taco recommendation for Yakima. I will. It is Los Primos uh, 
taco taco truck. I, I it's just called okay. Primos, and it is right. So out- it's a taco truck. First yeah. off, it's a taco it's truck. A truck. Okay, it's a truck. Okay, and um, it has been our favorite for like years now, and it's right outside of a laundromat on First Street, which First Street is not the most um, not the not like the most inviting part of town i should say but they are absolutely incredible um and just super fast and they my favorite is that they have the um oh i'm not gonna think of the name um al pastor okay not many places have really amazing al pastor which is pork and like a like seasoned pork with like little pineapple chunks Mm -hmm. for who doesn't know that and um, a lot of them just don't have it, and they do. And so um, I, I just started going there, and I, that's where – and I've got a bunch of, you know, musician friends that come through town and stuff, and they – now it's like must stop. Like every – the minute they get to town, they're at Los Primos, and there's no question about like where – like they, there's not even any other truck that we go to. Like it's just – it's delicious and always – perfect so so i i have this this apprehension about going to food trucks oh yeah especially in well especially when they're located in like in front of like say a laundromat right that that seems like a uh, my brain just i i would just talk myself out of that and go mm-hmm. you know to fast food through a window type yeah. thing because it's known quantity you said you, you, this has been your favorite for years so i'm going to ask you to go back to how did you find them? What was the, are you, are you one of those adventuresome eaters that you'll just try whatever? Or did somebody point this out to you? I'm trying to remember. Um, actually, I think my, I hadn't, my ex-partner lived in an apartment on first street for a long time. And I, and so he was like very familiar with all the taco joints up the street and that we sort of like, we would work our way through them because it's such untapped gold mines. Um, right. Like there's just absolute gems. And I think, I think the, the big, like the vast majority of the population would avoid that area, but, um, there's so many like amazing little hole in the wall spots. And I, I believe that we just, we just like kind of stumbled upon that spot and um, it just became like a no brainer, like okay. to the point where like we had an, we, I was shooting an event where there was a New York food critic and crafted wasn't open and we wanted to get her food from crafted obviously. Cause it's like beautiful, like the food you'd want to give to a New York times. And then they right. were closed and I was, and I said to the event planner, um, I was like, what about Los Primos? And she's like, yes, 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 yes. And I, I think they ended up getting her food from there. And she was absolutely enchanted. So okay, there you go. Like, All right. And that's kind of what they're looking for. Like taco trucks are kind of like a, a little delicacy. Um, and there's good ones and I'm sure there's bad ones, but luckily like, I just know of a good one and that's the one I go to. Right. <laughs> so. Well, and see for me getting to talk to people every, you know, every episode, I, I'm always learning something about, you know, in this case, Yakima, right? 
Yeah. So now I've got, I know I've got this Los Primos taco truck to go check out next time I'm there. Yep. Nothing against Fiesta Foods because I know exactly it's right off the highway for me. You know, it really works into my drive routine. Mm-hmm. So this one, I'm going to have to go find it. It's not going to be that far. I mean, let's no, be real. It's, but it's, right there. it's, yeah, it's just right yeah, off the freeway. But, but I wouldn't have, I know me and I wouldn't, it'd be very unlikely without a local's endorsement mm-hmm. that I would stop at a taco truck in any town without somebody saying, go check this out. And you're right. They are, there's some amazing food at food trucks and there's just amazing food at food trucks. Right. Now, the other important thing that maybe, actually it's more important than tacos, if you can believe that. For me, is coffee. Okay. Gotcha. I, I, you know, I can drink coffee from the morning, the moment I get up in the morning until right before I go to bed at night. I, I'll just drink coffee because I enjoy it. Right. Are you a coffee fan? Yes, I am. I mean, I drink, okay. I also drink it every morning. Like no, I, I, I don't mean, most feel of those... like, like I used to be more of like a connoisseur of it, but um, mm-hmm. now I just it's just like a utilitarian beverage for me. Right. But and, and that's I still completely know fine. Coffee. Yes, I would be able to. I mean, I will drink. I will drink gas station coffee. I'm, I don't oh, necessarily yeah. see. I don't seek it out per se. Right. But I will drink. I will go into a convenience store and get a cup of coffee before I buy a soda, probably. Right. So that being said, what do you recommend for coffee in Yakima? Well, my number one favorite coffee spot is Collab Coffee. Um, my okay. friend um, Maddie Hicks runs it with her partner, Buck. And um, it is a very like inclusive place like they, they they have all kinds of events for the hispanic and native community and the lgbtq community um i've really i've been so impressed with them because they have like hosted artists from those communities and really embraced music and um we i've been helping her put together like a bunch of um like songwriter type shows and we're trying to you know get as met as much diversity in that as possible. And, um, they, they have amazing coffee. She used, I I think she still roasts the beans herself. And so, which is makes it kind of special and, um, Mm -hmm. either that or her business partner may do that. Um, so I'm not sure. And where is, where is collab at? It is also on first street, but down a little further, like more in the, like, Oh gosh, it's right there. Kind of, it's right, it's First Street, but like on very close to like South, it's on the South side. So it's not North First Street where like, it's a little, not not so much in the questionable area, but it's down like more cl- close to like the First in Yakima. So okay. right off of okay. First in Yakima. Okay. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that, you know, inclusive space, but they do music. Mm-hmm. So another easy question for me is because I enjoy music as well. In your opinion, where's a good place to see live music performed in Yakima? Well, there are a few spots. Um, we do, we do a couple shows a month, usually at collab and um, working up that little following and um it's sort of like it feels they feel kind of like house shows a little bit um but 
like just the, the format, like it's basically just like come pay at the door. And, you know, we do a lot, we do as much advertising as we possibly can. And we've been getting, we've been getting a really pretty packed houses, um, the last few shows. And then I would say, um, obviously the seasons performance hall is a lot bigger. It's like a 500 seat, but they also have a, a bistro gallery in the back and where they serve food and stuff that they like, it's, they've, they usually do like a couple live meet, like more like local artists. Um, maybe I think about once or twice a week. And then, um, there's an open mic there. So, um, they're, you know, trying to like involve more people that are maybe a little bit shy to do like show shows, but like, it's like a lot of, and a lot of like younger kids are starting to go. And, um, then I haven't been to this space, but people, say really good things about it it's bearded monkey they do like more like rock shows like rock and roll mm-hmm. um and then i'm, I'm sure i'm forgetting a few like other like i'm just trying to think of like a constant place well I and th- that's challenging i mean yeah and know, there's a lot of people given... that have like cover bands at bars but which isn't really right. in that like that's not but for like listening like actual songwriter like Going in and having an experience, I would definitely put the se- the seasons and collab coffee right at the top because, okay. like, it's it's a very active effort to to do those types of shows there. So, yeah, That's I would right. definitely look up both of those for music okay. here. Good. So we're going to transition back to you and your art. Mm-hmm. So you see how the segment? See how it just doesn't <laughs> flow at all. You're so good. It at- just doesn't. <laughs> you know, it doesn't flow. I mean, we just acknowledge it doesn't flow, and then we go right back to it what what do you think the future is going to look like for you what do you want to do artistically moving forward (laughs) well um i mean look we've talked about mountains we've talked about little five by fives we've talked about 16 foot long things we've talked about guns in ferret balls yeah you know what else are you going to do i honestly i if I ever get through these commissions, which I probably won't, that's going to be like a part of my life for a long time. But I would like to start um, maybe focusing in more on, because I'm also a photographer and um, I've had a photography business for 20 years. And um, I, I have been really focused on like family portraits and stuff. But I, my, my goal lately is I really would like to do like more fine art type photographs and maybe like focus on documenting musicians. And, um, like I've, I've done a few, like, like just basically been a fly on the wall at some recording sessions and mm-hmm. like kind of the documentary photography thing is like really fulfilling for me. Like I really love um, watching people just in their own environment and especially artists and documenting that mm-hmm. and figure out, figuring out a way, um, you know, to incorporate that into like some art pieces or something. So that's kind of, that's kind of where my, mind has been going like things that I really feel like I haven't had time to do, but I would love to be doing. And so a little bit of that and, um, just 
if I was, and I, I would like to get back to doing some like more like sculptural assemblage type things, which is where I was in the middle of dabbling during the squirt gun phase. <laughs> and, and, but I've, I've been thinking a lot about, um, like that type of thing, like kind of like junk sculpture type thing, mm-hmm. you know, not, not actual junk, but like, you know, like objects found, found, yeah. found objects. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like that's always yeah. really appealed to me. And I just, um, I've sort of gotten away from it because I, um, but I'm, you know, it's like, it's hard. It's like, I need to have time to do this stuff creatively, but then I also have to pay bills. And so it's like very hard to like find all the time to do all the things. So, but yeah, right. I would say if one right. thing I could, I would like to do the photos and, and like more sculptures type things. Okay. So, yeah. So I've, I have, probably, this will probably be one of the last questions I have. This is a very specific question. Mm-hmm. Could you ever imagine your art on a beer can? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, I, I can, I can't imagine. <laughs> Strangely enough, I can. Really? Yeah. Cause it, there is that <laughs> very, very smart. Yes. Tricky. How, how did that come about? And, and first off, before you still that, tell us, tell us the brewery and all of that. And, and what is in the can because your art is on okay. the can. Yes. So, um, it came about, I believe it was my second mountain show. Um, when I cut the abstract out and went to straight mountains, um, one of the owners of varietal brewing in Sunnyside, um, which is where I was born. So it was all kind of cool collaboration with that whole concept. And they, um, he came in and I think he bought, I don't know, like not like maybe like either like seven or eight, maybe nine pieces out of that show because they were just finishing up building that brewery and they needed artwork. And so it was pretty incredible. And he, he basically just bought it out, like bought the last remaining things. And, um, we, it's like stuff's been hanging down there and, um, they contacted me. I think it was summer of we'd been talking the spring of 2020 about doing the project. And then I think I painted it in the middle of 2020 and it was sort of in this, like in this zone of like, are we going to, I think they were wondering if they were even going to stay open. So I didn't, I had painted it they paid for the painting and I didn't hear anything for, I don't know, maybe like eight months or something. And, I kind of, Mm -hmm. I kind of forgot about it actually. And then woke up one morning and I had a bunch of messages. Like they had released a can. It was called open country. And it was, I did, I did the design um, based on the sunny side Hills, which are very similar to Yakima Hills. But, um, but yeah, we did like, it was a bright sun, like very like vivid, like yellow, green, blue. So, um, they, sent that to a designer and I, he like configured it for the beer can. And it's like a, it's a lager, I believe. I don't, I don't think it's an IPA, but, um, it's really good. And I normally don't like lagers, but yeah, they put, they put that like, it's very refreshing. And so everyone seems to like it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, so, so 
you're, you're how was that? You don't take this the wrong way. I'm teasing you, but now your art is disposable because they were going to recycle I, the can. So, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. But that's cool. Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah. And that, so a local brewery. Yeah. Local artist teaming up, putting yep. art on cans, making it approachable and accessible to the masses. Yes. And they've been that's using cool. various local artists. And they, they've been just so, I mean, even like, I think when even they were questioning if they were going to keep afloat, they were still supporting local artists. So like that's cool. an amazing company. So that's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here's my last question. Mm-hmm. For you. What didn't I ask you that I should have asked you? Hmm. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess, I guess we didn't really touch on music, but I mean, that, that's a whole nother podcast probably. Okay. All right. <laughs> but yeah. I'll take you up on that. Yeah. I've, I've just been a harmony singer and I've sung, I've used to tour all over the country and that kind of okay. thing. And it's been yeah, so that's just part of my like wide range of things. But well, so I, actually, I okay. So you've given me another question. This is an, this is to me an interesting question that I should ask people more often. But you you were born in Sunnyside. You live in Yakima. Mm-hmm. But you just said you've toured around and you've seen the states. Why, why Yakima? Well, why haven't you left? I. Not that you should leave. I don't mean like that. But hmm. why? What keeps you drawn to the Yakima and the Yakima Valley? Well, first of all, I mean the big. The, I'd say the biggest reason is I've I share custody with three kids here, of of three kids here in town, right. and um, I own a home here. So I I would. I mean, I think eventually I would like to you know try out living somewhere else and um where let me put you on the spot hmm. as of recording as yeah. of this date in 2022 where would you go if i could i would probably i would probably like maybe i mean if i could afford it i would i mean i would love to live in san francisco in the bay area okay. um or either that my other very, very favorite place I've ever visited was Charlottesville, North Carolina. So, okay. yeah, very, right. very different. But those are the two that stuck out. Um, or just like somewhere that's by water, like maybe okay. like Astoria, like Oregon Coast type situation. But I don't know. Okay. I haven't narrowed it down. Like I'm kind of open to a lot of things. So. All right. I guess I do have one more last question. This is, yeah. So this is a question that you have to answer either in the affirmative or in the negative. Okay. Okay. Is Yakima the Palm Springs of Washington? I think it's pretty close. I think it's kind of close. And I kind of figured out over the years thinking about it, we have a lot I've always wondered, like, why did they call it that? We have a ton of sun, for starters. It's, like, 300 days of sun. And our summers are super hot. It's just nothing like what people would think the west side is. And Mm -hmm. then we also have a lot of mid-century modern homes here. Like, there's whole neighborhoods and some, like, I, I kind of wonder if it's not 
a little bit of that too. So we have some like really beautiful, amazing mid-century style houses. And from that era, which is all, which is basically all there is in Palm Springs. So I'm, I wonder, like, I've always wondered about that. I think it's, I think it's as close as you could get without, with having like harsh winters. Like, huh? it's a silly thing, but I, I always wondered if that might be it. No, I don't think it's a silly thing at all. I think it's actually a really insightful answer. I was trying to be funny because Mm -hmm. I find that sign to be just like laughable and I always have. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that you drew in the the similarities in mid-century architecture is, is worthy of, that's a serious response to a silly question. And I applaud you for that. Well, thank you. I had thought, I had thought about it because I'm, I'm, I love mid-century and I've, I've just like, I've read books on it. I kind of like, if I'm going to look at a magazine, it's going to be of that kind of thing. And I, I started like, I'm like, there, there's some amazing, like there's an entire neighborhood between 40th and like maybe even like 66th, 40th Avenue and 66th Avenue. It's like all built in that era. And Hmm. it reminds me of Palm Springs. And I, I, I could be completely wrong, but that's what I think. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that was a very insightful answer. Well, so, thank you. so, so Jen, thank you for taking the time to uh, sit down and talk with me today. I, I had a nice time chatting with you. It was a lot of fun and I appreciate the recommendations. You know, truthfully, I probably appreciate the taco recommendations more than the coffee recommendations yeah. this time. There um, I go. Although, yeah, I think, I think I do. And I'll have to report back on that. So, but thank you. I'm, I'm glad you were here. Yeah. Thanks. For, thanks for having me. <laughs> Join us next time for another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast.